0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to Brutal Nation. As you can tell, I fucking survived the night last night. <laughs> barely. It was barely. I mean, it, was, it was touch and go for a little while. I got to admit, it was a little touch and go. I was a little afraid. Lord chased me around with a goddamn butter knife. <laughs>
1: You don't Dawn. see what Don does. <laughs> All I saw was jumper
0: cables and a battery. <laughs> and I'll admit, man, girls, my butthole puckered right up. Uh, it just puckered right up. I just, Well, this is the end. This is how I go out. I thought I was going to go out in a blaze of glory, and I'm going out with a fucking butter knife and jumper cables. There'll
1: th- be a this blaze. I? It's, uh, That's what I'm afraid
0: battery. of. Like shooting fire out of my ass. <laughs> All right. My name is Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one the only Laura Jameson. I, my favoriteest girl in the world who didn't murder me. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me the most because you're always behind me.
1: That's what I'm saying. You can't see her. She's always behind you. She's always creeping around She'll and sneak shit. Sneak up on you.
0: God damn. Yes. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> that is true. There is always a creepy woman, and there she is. All right, let's try to get through your <laughs> Twilight killers.
1: So yes, the Twilight killers. So I'm going to open this with a little blurb before I get into a the entire story here, but I always told myself that I would never forget what it was like to be young, to be a teenager, so that when I had my own kids, I would be able to relate to them still. This is pertinent to this story. Um, I feel like I I have succeeded in that, uh, having helped raise my two now-grown stepdaughters. I've always had a very open, non-judgmental relationship with them, uh, you know, given it give it to them straight so to speak and because of that I've been the one they come to with questions or thoughts anything that they didn't feel like they could share with their other parents you know Um, so with that said (laughs) let's look at the Twilight Killers 2016 Spalding Lincolnshire, England Kim Edwards and Lucas Markham both 14 are hopelessly in love The problem is that no one seems to think it's a good idea for these two to be together.
0: Like Romeo and Juliet shit going on already. God damn.
1: They're both convinced that it is 49-year-old Elizabeth, Kim's mother, who's the biggest obstacle in their way, and they need to get rid of her. Kim Edwards and her mother have always had a somewhat tumultuous relationship. Kim's violent, drug-addicted father has been out of the picture for most of her life. It's just been Elizabeth, Kim, and her younger sister, who's only a year younger, uh, Katie. So when Kim is five and Katie's four, Elizabeth and Kim, they're already having regular fights. And this one finally results in Elizabeth hitting Kim in the face. Uh, Brutal, what the fuck? Yeah, so... Elizabeth realizes things have gone too far. She can't handle these girls on her own anymore, so she reports herself to social services.
0: Yeah, I would too. Honestly, I'd I, it's take me away. Not,
1: <laughs> Not long after, both Kim and Katie are placed in foster care, presumably so Elizabeth <laughs> can get her shit together. Um, I don't think that's going to help the parent-child relationship at all going into foster care i mean you shouldn't hit your kids obviously but so after roughly six months elizabeth decides she's ready for the girls to come home she tries her best to make it up to kim and katie sort of a new start but kim isn't having it and things only go downhill from there lucas markham has also had a rough childhood As a toddler, his parents' violent relationship finally ends in divorce, forcing him into foster care for about a year at four years old uh, before being taken in by his aunt. And then at five, um, his mother died of leukemia. Jesus Christ, man. So Lucas is left with nothing but anger and a serious feeling of being unwanted. He's been a discipline case for quite some time. Kim and Lucas first meet at 13 in junior high. Uh, when the first time she sees him, he's throwing a fit. He's having a fit of rage and he throw, throws a chair in the classroom. And she's like, oh, I got to have that.
0: <laughs> he's a like, oh, chair thrower. He's yeah. strong. And
1: by the time they are 14 and in high school, um, she's really noticing Lucas. And it isn't long before the two are boyfriend and girlfriend. At this time, the Twilight movies are super popular, and Kim fancies herself, Bella, and Lucas as Edward. This is because it seems like everyone's trying to keep them apart, especially Kim's mom, Elizabeth. (laughs) Kilm is what I (laughs) wrote.
0: You're on the right track. Sounds like some Kilm shit going on. Yeah.
1: Kim has always felt that her mother loved her little sister more than her. And this is her quote. She said that she loves us the same, but I knew she was lying. That's She says this after she's taken into police custody. When Elizabeth tries to put her foot down about her daughter's extremely intense relationship with Lucas, it doesn't go well at all. Elizabeth sees Lucas as a bad influence on her daughter and sees more than one of the toxic traits of her ex-husband. Lucas is a discipline case and has the whole bad boy thing going on despite the fact that he seems to be extremely smart all of his teachers have said this especially in math he he really loved math he loved physics um but she doesn't she doesn't want her daughter going down the same path that she did elizabeth puts her foot down tells kim that she can no longer see lucas and that she doesn't want to see him at the house anymore she feels like kim and lucas are too young for the kind of relationship she sees happening she doesn't think that two 14-year-olds, almost 15 at this point, should be that serious or that she should find them making out all the time. And here's a, another point at which I have to say. I'm not sure why so many people have this delusion that teenagers aren't or sh- shouldn't be engaging in this type of behavior. I mean, it's what your hormones are telling you to do at this point, um, I'm not making out with
0: any teenagers. Just well, letting everybody know that y- I don't. Make yes, with you're teenagers. not a teenager anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I might act like one. Yeah. But
1: well, my... me too. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of perpetually stuck there. But um, <laughs> this is where I think that a lot of people forget what it was like to be young and in love, and they have this whole like you know they think they're in love, but they don't know what love is and all that. And I I kind of think that's unfair to say because it is what you know of love. At that point in well, that's life, because
0: lo- the, the love is kind of an abstract idea, right? And uh, you know, I, just for me, I don't think that anybody can really put a true definition or rules to how somebody loves another person. Yeah, you know, I mean, within reason, like right, right. I love her. That's why I hit her in the head.
1: Well, yeah, no, there's yeah. rules that say
0: don't do that. Don't asshole. do that. Yeah, because that's that's fucked up. But um, yeah, no, I. I agree with you. I mean, love is love, and at the time, they apparently they they love each other, even if it doesn't last forever. Right. At the time, that's that's
1: what you know. Yeah, that's what they know of so, love. Yeah. With that. Um. Also, you know, having been a teenage girl myself, <laughs> um, I have never been a teenage girl either. <laughs> I'm really tired of teenage girls being treated like they couldn't possibly know what they want to do with their own bodies. Like, it's it's cool to teach your sons that it's, you know, that's what you go out and do and high-five and all that. And I'm not saying everybody does that, and that's not everybody's son. But, you know, it's the whole, like, infantilizing teenage girls when, in fact, they're more mature than teenage boys are most of the time. Um, I'll agree
0: with that. I'll, I'll agree.
1: What my mother did was teach me how to be safe and always carry my own protection. Never rely on somebody else to do that. She was not so naive as to think that I wasn't going out and I wasn't, getting, you know, having sex. I was fifteen. I was having sex. Um, and the best thing she could do was to always have non, a non-judgmental ear for me whenever I needed to talk about anything. And I, I knew I could talk to her about anything, which is why my mother and I still, we always did and still have such a, a great relationship today. Unless we're trying to activate her phone, but that's a different <laughs> story. Um, okay, Getting... I just got
0: to thinking, teenage girls, even nowadays, are still more mature than I am <laughs> at my age. <laughs> Yeah. It just <laughs> dawned on me. There's yeah. No, I'm Does that mean that I'm you, you committing a sex crime? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe they, they are. are. Maybe they are committing that sex <laughs> crime. <laughs> I'm still not dressed up like a fucking pony.
1: <laughs> so okay. I'm I'm getting off my soapbox now. Um the more Elizabeth tried to keep Kim and Lucas apart, the more they were determined to stay together, which is what always happens.
0: Yeah, it's the same. It's, it's, it's what I call the cookie jar theory. Yeah. Which is that, you know, I, and it applies to everybody, including myself. I don't want a cookie out of the cookie jar. I have no interest in the cookie until you look at me and say, you can't have any of those cookies out of that cookie jar.
1: Yes. Then yeah.
0: I'm getting that fucking cookie. Why? You called me out. Yep, I had no fucking interest in the cookie jar. The cookies in it, but now you've called now, me. No. Oh, yeah, I am going to get that cookie because apparently it's a forbidden cookie. Yes, and I am going to get the forbidden cookie. Why? Right? Because I am kind of an asshole, <laughs> and I am stubborn. Yeah, yeah. I am stubborn like a fucking bullheaded mule. You know, I am going to get that goddamn cookie, come hell or high water.
1: So, yeah, that made them all the more determined to stay together. And at one point, Kim wrote a subtle saying it without saying it suicide note and gave it to her teacher before going home to attempt to overdose on pain pills because of the, because she was so messed up over this. And her mother came home and found her and Kim was rushed to the hospital. <clears throat> and when she woke up, she spent the next two days crying because she couldn't be with Lucas. I'm not saying it's not kind of melodramatic, but... Um, Lucas and Kim would meet secretly in the backyard while her mother was at work because her, of course her mom was like, "He's, you definitely aren't seeing him now. Um, And they saw each other at school. All they wanted was to be together so they packed a bag and they stole a tent from the school and ran away to the woods. Well,
0: at least they thought <laughs> that through.
1: Because you know, Edward and Bella, that was like their <laughs> special place was the woods.
0: Yeah, at least they took a tent. So you gotta give them credit there. They they thought this shit through, at least a little.
1: Yeah. Six days later, they were found by the police and brought home. When Kim got back to her house, she found that her mother had bagged up a lot of her stuff and had also given a lot of her things to her sister, Katie. And she had even gone so far as to let Katie sort of take over Kim's room. As a place to hang out, so, of course, she's going to see this as a total invasion of privacy. Understandably, uh, Kim felt alone and unwanted, and I can totally see why she felt like her mother loved her sister more.
0: Yeah, no shit, man. That's fucked up.
1: It is. And if we were talking about this earlier, if you look at the pictures of them, the younger sister looks just like the mom. And And Kim looks like her father, so I think she's probably taking some of that out. Oh totally. totally, totally. on Kim. Yeah. <clears throat> also at this time, Lucas is coming to the conclusion that Elizabeth is the root of all their problems. He feels that Kim's suicide attempt was her fault and their failed attempt at running away was thwarted by Elizabeth, even though it was his aunt who made the initial report that he was missing.
0: Yeah, but Elizabeth was probably behind it anyway. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm picking up what you're throwing down there, buddy. I'm picking it up. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on your side.
1: He tells Kim that he wishes he could kill Elizabeth, but Kim thinks he's joking. Then she realizes he is deadly serious. Um, And this is where I stop con- condoning any of their actions. <clears throat> they devise a plan to kill Elizabeth and Katie. On April 13th, 2016, Lucas made his way to Kim's house. He knocked on her window three times uh, because that was their code, and Kim let him in. That's also what happened in Twilight. Um, He had brought with him a plastic bag with four kitchen knives. It had been their plan for Kim to do the actual killing, but she chickened out at the last minute, and instead Lucas ascended the stairs up to the second floor of the house where the bedrooms were. He snuck into Elizabeth's room, standing over her with the knife poised. Elizabeth was asleep on her side, so Lucas brought the knife down into her throat, hoping to hit her voice box so she wouldn't be able to make any more noise. That didn't stop Elizabeth. She was fighting. She woke up, of course. Lucas stabbed her repeatedly as he straddled her on the bed. Uh, seven more times, to be exact.
0: Well, at least he had determination. Yeah,
1: so Kim heard the noise and went up to listen at the door to see if Lucas was all right. So she stuck her head in the room and saw the bloodbath on the bed, and Elizabeth reached out to her daughter in an attempt to elicit some kind of help. Um, and that's sort of where Kim just checked out. She sank down the wall... Sat on the floor with her hands over her ears. At this point, Lucas decided it would be easier to just smother Elizabeth because the stabbing was this was taking too long. Yeah, it's exhausting, man. Yeah. He put a pillow over her face and applied all of his weight. After ten minutes, he concluded that she was finally dead. Uh, he then went to check on Kim. I I can't even begin to think about what was going through her head at that moment. It's one thing to talk about murder, because we do it all the time. We talk about it all the time here. Uh, But to actually go through with it and to kill your own mother is difficult. (laughs)
0: I'd imagine so.
1: Next on the agenda was to head to Katie's room. Once again, Lucas crept into the room, looming over Katie. He stabbed her once in the neck and then straddled her as he had done with Elizabeth. He claims that he was stabbing so wildly that he didn't even know if he was actually hitting her or the mattress. Jesus Christ. He only managed to stab Katie twice in all that wild thrashing, Uh, and then Lucas put a pillow over her face and smothered her as well. This is the point in the story where Lucas and Kim were then supposed to kill themselves in this whole lover's suicide pact, Uh, but then Kim realized, hey... We're free already. My mom's gone. We don't re- actually have to kill ourselves. Um She says that she and Lucas couldn't stand the smell of all the blood, so they decided to take a bath to get cleaned up.
0: That makes the most sense. I mean, you don't we, want to be tracking we, blood all, all
1: the over place. the house. Yeah. So, right after the bath, first thing they did was have sex. Um... Afterwards, they went down to the kitchen, dished themselves up some ice cream, then went down to the basement where the TV was. They decided to watch, uh, you guessed it, Kim's favorite movie franchise, Twilight.
0: You know, nothing goes better with murder than a nice bowl of ice cream. Yeah. Just saying, just saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They spent two days in the house, not bothering to clean anything up, and just kept sort of repeating the same routine. When neither Kim nor Lucas showed up for school, the school got worried, and once again his aunt was like, where the hell is he? Um, And so law enforcement came out to check on them. And when the cops arrived at Kim's house, they knocked for several minutes, but no one answered. They then went around the house and found the door to the basement unlocked. There, asleep on the couch together, was Kim and Lucas. The officer asked her where her mother was, to which Kim replied, upstairs resting. (laughs) Lucas had the audacity to say, why don't you go find out?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. unbelievable. So he's a fucking idiot, okay. Yeah, 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 picking that up.
1: The officer went upstairs to find the bloodied (laughs) remains of Elizabeth and Katie, and he called for backup, and the two were arrested. And it's it's England, and so I laws are obviously different there. He just He just walked right in. Just walked in. <clears throat> in her interview, Kim was asked how she felt and why they had done it. She told police that she was glad that it was over and that she was not sorry they had done it. Her excuse was then that her mother wouldn't have to deal with her being suicidal anymore... Because she's dead.
0: Uh, she, she's not wrong.
1: Yeah. Or uh, Kim and Katie fighting. And also that they had killed Katie because Kim didn't want her sister to have to deal with the death of their mother. I don't know how the sister didn't wake up.
0: Yeah, that was kind of amazing. I'm kind of wondering yeah. that myself.
1: <laughs> On April 17th, 2016, Kim Edwards and Lucas Markham are charged with two counts of murder. It's not until September 6th that the two admit to manslaughter, but not the charge of murder. This was extremely premeditated, so I don't know how they thought they were going to get away with just manslaughter charges.
0: Uh, Consider their ages, man. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, like at 15, 16, you know, in my own age, I didn't. I don't know, I I didn't have the cognitive reasoning to make the best choices in my life.
1: This is true. (laughs) I didn't either, but... (laughs) Yeah. On October 10th of 2016, Lucas Markham pleads guilty to murder, and on the 11th, Kim is found guilty by a unanimous verdict of murder. On November tenth, they are both given life sentences with a minimum of twenty years to be served, and they're only fifteen at this point,
0: which I find bizarre, only because like here in the U.S., you know,
1: they'd be in juvenile court,
0: right? Yeah, uh, and, and I think they can only be held until they're twenty-one, right? Yeah, and then after that's sealed, if you're over, I think it's if you're over fifteen. Although we we did have one where a fifteen-year-old got life because of the 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 circumstances of his killing. Yes, I'm trying to think.
1: Brett. The... His name was Brett. He was the one who was with uh, Monk Steppenwolf's brother, Danny. Reigns.
0: Right. So we, we, oh, that's right. Okay, so we, we had him, but there there was another one, and I did him. Oh no, Danny uh, did him. God dang it! Oh, I shit. can't remember his and name. And he's out of Florida too. I just I can't remember his freaking name. But uh, but yeah, it, it, he murdered like a couple of people like over the course of a couple of years. Yeah. And he got busted when he was like, I think he was, oh, maybe he was 17. I can't remember. Anyway, continue.
1: That's a, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, he um, started killing
0: people when he was like 13 or 14.
1: June 17th of 2017, their minimum terms are reduced to 17 years, minimum of 17 years in the Court of Appeals. And now Kim Edwards and Lucas Markham are known as Britain's youngest couple killers so they've got that little notch on their belt
0: they should put that in their vows when they get out and get married (laughs) because you know nothing brings a couple closer together than killing one's parents yeah that's that's hard you know touches my heart very romantic very romantic well yeah that's right The, the family that slays together stays together
1: well, and that's all they wanted was to be together, but now they're going to spend a real long time apart. So,
0: right, right, yeah. and I understand having rules for your kids, and you know, and I'm oh, yes. a pretty strict parent, but you still have to have a little bit of leeway. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't keep kids under a fucking rock because kids are going to be kids. They're going to do what they're going to do,
1: and they're going to do it even more, and they're going to do it behind your back if you don't. Right, there's going to be more trouble if you don't. Yeah, have a little bit of leniency. Oh, totally.
0: I'm saying yeah, don't yeah them. don't they, they, don't they be talking
1: kill. about murdering your parents, but
0: yeah, don't don't murder your parents. That's that's not good. That's that's a bad move there, Dan. Yeah. Or do that,
1: <laughs> children. Children, yeah. And
0: don't dress up like ponies. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so stuck on that. It's just, it's,
1: we'll get to that oh, in shit. another. That's podcast. a whole different podcast.
0: <laughs> just stuck in my head. We having fucking pony dreams and shit. It's fucking crazy.
1: So this one was kind of a short one. Mondays are usually kind of short but this this week Monday was shorter or longer sorry so long yeah
0: all right we'll wrap this one up remember you can send us an email at BrutalNation at com. check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com check us out on Medium Crime Beat on Medium and wherever you get your blogs just put in at brutal nation, and we should come right up this show is copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue Railway, LLC All Rights Reserved. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.